dragging myself out of the bookstore was hard. Yeah, I had to compel myself to stop doing what I was interested in and pay simply for a moleskin notebook lined white and leave my brother's bookshop Omani's on the main street in Limerick which is called O'Connell Street. Yeah, it was maybe the first time in ages I'd left the a bookshop without buying a book. Well, I did buy a book, but it was a notebook. And that's because the one that I have, which is some kind of special bluey green color, which Bernie Goldback gave me a long time ago, that one is almost finished. That's gotta be the longest notebook I've had for years. Anyway, I left Limerick. I've left Limerick. I'm heading in a westerly direction heading for the Atlantic Ocean. I'm passing a turn to Shannon Airport off on the left and the clouds are low. The weather is warming up. There were traces of snow. I don't think any of you who know what real snow is would call it snow. Little kind of <laughs> white petals fell. It was cold this morning about freezing but rain is what's promised over the next couple of days. So I'm, I'm driving to the Atlantic Ocean for an overnight stay. I'll get a bit of fresh air. Got to warm up a house. Put on a log fire. The others are coming later. And in a way, I feel that this is the first time in a couple of days when I've had a bit of time to myself. Time when I can be a bit reflective. Time when I can say, oh, thank goodness I'm not eating or drinking or recovering from the effects of eating or drinking. And thank goodness I'm not... Thank goodness I'm not making more small talk. I'm all in favor of small talk. Without it, the world wouldn't go round. But only a certain amount of it. After a while, I feel like I want to drop out, read a book, communicate on social media. Uh-oh, I think I'm in trouble. I think I may be in trouble. I may be in trouble. Yes, I am. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Guilty as charged. You're no, driving nicer than you? No, I have you. Yeah. Do you know I wasn't talking to anybody, I was recording a piece of audio. Driving licenses. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, plain clothes, <clears throat> unmarked guarded car. 
recording a piece of audio in the car. The last thing I expected is taken my driving license, gone into the car to get his computer, put me through the computer. Please say the car is fully licensed, insured, everything. Yeah. Well, you just have to take your medicine. You'll be back in a minute. He should be back in a minute. Here he is, yeah. You're going to find the post again. Stay off the phone you're driving, okay? Well, thank you very much. I think he said I'll get a fine in the post. I think that's what he said. Well, this is life. <clears throat> well, no doubt he was driving along, minding his own business, <clears throat> and he <clears throat> needed another bit of <clears throat> action to show that he was doing his job. And sure, I guess I deserve it. Well, I don't guess. I do deserve it. So it'll be money. And probably points on my license. Over here you get find money. And then you get automatic points on your license. And if the points add up, you can lose your license. I don't think I have any points on my license. But it's still... Um, uh, yeah, well, never mind. That's life. I don't know. Whatever I was saying, that's gone out the door. The, the phone is now sitting on the dashboard. Which is where it should have been in the first place, really. I much prefer to hold the phone in my hand when I'm recording something than putting it down. And I much, record to, much prefer to hold the phone in my hand when I'm listening. Yeah, I don't know. It gives me a feeling of being closer to people. There isn't that kind of gulf. I hardly ever listen to anyone on Anchor without holding the phone. And I never play Anchor as background music or as background sound. So there we are. Maybe it was the fact that I didn't have headlights on that attracted him to me in the first place.
on the 28th of December. It'll teach me some kind of lesson. I'm not sure what kind of lesson it will teach me, but has it ever happened to you? Have you ever been stopped live on anchor by a policeman? It was a man this time who uh, took away your license and went and checked it and came back and told you you were going to be getting a, a fine in the post. Maybe that's the first time it's happened on Anchor. Maybe that's why it happened. Maybe that's a message to send out on the internet to all sorts of other people. That if you record Anchor while holding a phone in your hand in the sight line of the police, you're going to get stopped. Maybe it's a message that says I shouldn't drive one-handed. An unmarked police car, the last thing I expected. Would you like to come to an Irish pub while Flanagan's Bar in the little seaside village of Lahinch? If so, stay with me. I'm going to take you in here, but I'm going to have a drink. And you can at least experience the ambience. something. No. No. I haven't a clue what. No, we have so I don't know where to begin. Well, I suppose the easiest place to begin is in Flanagan's. A-G-A-N-S. In Flanagan's one Thursday morning, no, one Thursday, one Thursday. One Thursday dusk. 
That is kind of dusky now. Yeah, it is. Four o'clock in the afternoon in Flanagan's one Thursday dusk. <clears throat> Before the surfers quit, I think before the surfers quit, what's the word for small waves? Wavelets. I don't know. The waves are not big. But they were out there. And dark grey shapes, gaunt against the... Well, actually they were black, really, weren't they? Against the colour of the water, which was reflecting the colour of the sky. In Flanagan's one Thursday dusk, before the surface quit the wavelets. I called a pint. <clears throat> from a youngster. where I've got to so far and the pint of Guinness is only half gone in Flanagan's one Thursday dusk before the surfers quit the wave I called a pint from a youngster who didn't need to shave the seafood whispered from the bar counter let me be fresh with your hunger I couldn't smell oysters, nor crab claws. It was the porter made me linger. Redbreast and Middleton, Kilbegan and Blackbush. Beyond the taps, the gin and Olin. Black brogues, slacks, leather belt. The blue checkered shirt silver locks and double chin in for the night perhaps upright and smiles tis a pity he turned away I was hoping for a word maybe he went to spend a penny and couldn't stay okay that's as far as I've got I'm thinking of laying it out in the form of couplets I'm not sure why, to be truthful, 
I just sometimes look at, recently I've looked at some poetry and thought, yeah, that's a very um, consumable format to label poem out in couplets. I have no better answer than that. Because it isn't as if what I have been involved in is involved in something that requires couplets. Indeed, if somebody was to say to me that I need to to gather them into stanzas of four lines. Also, some of it is is clumsy, but that's easily, well, easily, that's rectifiable. And the worst thing you can do when you're writing a poem is to try to perfect each line as you're going along, or each couplet as you're going along. The key thing is to have some sense of <laughs> I was going to say the key thing is to have a sense of where you're going. And I have nowhere that I'm going. I'm in a bar. Pint. Drink. Food. The owner. Alcohol on the shelves. The disappointment. Who knows where this might go yet. But at least there's a disappointment. Perhaps coping with disappointment. Well, I have a lot of disappointments in my life. I mean, in a sense, whenever anybody does something that I don't want them to do, there's a sense of disappointment. And yet at the same time, when people don't do what I want them to do, there's a sense of adventure. So the coexistence of disappointment and adventure fits in with my very crude sense of being a Taoist. The coexistence of competing pulls, being pulled in different directions. And actually the, the comfort in being pulled in that way, rather than the discomfort of being trapped in a unilineal, linear way of thinking. It feels much more, much easier for me to be in the horn of a dilemma. So I'm sitting here in Flanagan's bar, very near the end of my pint. And who comes into the bar but Olin, the owner of the bar, and he's talking to somebody on the other side of the bar. And I <coughs> go out of my way to catch his eye, and he hadn't seen me. So we greet each other, and we start a little chat, 
and it turns out that my brother-in-law has been in here today doing something with his Wi-Fi and has told him that we're going to be eating vegetarian tonight. I didn't know that. So we had a little bit of a chat about eating vegetarian and it turns out that he eats vegetarian. Now he owns a bar and a seafood restaurant. And he, in his seafood restaurant he also sells steak. So I had absolutely no idea that he, at home, eats a lot of vegetarian. So he then starts chatting to me about a guy called Longi. Now some of you might know who the chef Longi is. I think of him as the cauliflower guy because the first time I came across him he was, I don't know, restoring the reputation of cauliflower. I think of him as having invented, and he probably didn't do this, but having invented cauliflower rice. Anyway, I think of him as also being Israeli, but I could well be wrong. Anyway, we start, we carry on a little bit of a chat about this, and uh, I say, oh, I really need to go now. I've just had a message to, from my wife to say, have I bought the dessert yet? And I said, oh yes, I said yes, but I better go and buy it now. And he said, okay, how many of you are eating? And I told him, and he said, right, give me 20 minutes. He said, oh no, have another, you having another pint? And I said, yes. I wouldn't have had one if it wasn't for this conversation. He said, well, look, um, I'll be back down to you before you finish the pint. So he then comes down to me a few minutes later to say, how many of you are eating again? And I told him. And he said, well, how about a tartlet and a, a cheese plate? And I said, wow, that'll be fantastic. This is Ireland, you know. This is kind of, I presume, unusual. Now, it isn't as if Olin and I are best buddies. We are friendly towards each other, and I've often tweeted from Flanagan's Bar. That's Flanagan's with F-L-A-N-N. No, is it F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N-S? But it's underscore bar, and it's in the hinge. So it isn't as if, you know, he owes me a favor or anything like that. He's a good friend of my brother-in-law, but he's a very nice man. And uh, I'm now going to be, I need to buy go and buy a bit of ice cream to go with it. But I'm chuffed. As much for the friendliness and, well, more for the friendliness and the hospitality and the generosity as for the perfection of the dessert which you know is beside the point the key thing is as my mother used to say bless her it's the thought that counts there's not much shelter against the side of this house the Atlantic is blowing strong and I've had the disappointment of recording and losing something so and because it's so chilly can't bear to go back to the, looking out on the ocean and record again. Anyway, you can never put your foot in the same stream twice. So, by the way, that I didn't make that up. That's some quote from some 
either Democritus or Heraclitus, one of those Greek guys who said that everything has changed. I can never remember which of them said, everything has changed, and the others said nothing ever changes. First year university philosophy. Anyway, I'm walking back to the house carrying a melon, a yellow melon. I'm carrying six eggs. Medium sized. I'm carrying a litre of low fat milk. I'm carrying four croissants. And I'm carrying four crusty rolls. And I don't think I got anything else. A whole lot of that cost me. 10 euros. Don't think I'm forgetting anything else. Anyway, I'm uh, in a slightly sheltered spot right now. This may not even be shareable in terms of the whether it's listenable to. But I'll share it anyway because even if it's unlistenable to, I can always put a title on it that says unlistenable. There's the bin man. Bin man, yes, that's yes, that's a refuse truck, big yellow one, kind of a mustardy yellow, because there's a bright yellow man in a bright yellow luminous jacket in the back of the, the truck. It's going to collect bins. I don't know whose bins it collects because my in-laws take their own bins to to, to recycling centres. Very fairly quiet, to put it mildly, here in Lange. The, uh, the clouds that laden with water rising in. And they're going to piss on top of us later. Not, 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 doesn't look very far away before it start to It's going to lose its magnificent openness. It'll be closed in with mist and rain. Wouldn't want to be claustrophobic to be in Lange when the when the weather comes down on top of you. Oh, I guess by the time I get back to the house, because it's been it's about a five-minute walk, not much more than that, from the house to the main street in Lange. I went into the newspaper shop. Sweet shop, newspaper shop, I guess is where people buy cigarettes, where the addicts buy, buy their fix. Um, but,
maybe you are with the gloves. I'm actually being serious yeah. in terms of your chest. Really? I would not go up. If you do, I'd go up with so much wrapping yeah, yeah, around yeah. you that you only have room for breathing. It is not funny. Now get a, a, a big mouthful of that air. It's cold and 